So it's been about 24 hours since I submitted a support ticket to Apple Podcasts. Questioning why my new episodes aren't available on the Apple Podcast app. Now, when I go to the content creator section, or I don't know what you would call it, my Apple Podcasts account for podcast creators, it shows that the new episodes are being published. So I'm really trying to stay positive and not uh, get dragged into the depths of depression at the possibility that maybe I'm being censored again. But the last episode that did go up to Apple Podcasts was at least in part about Alex Jones. So maybe that was it. That episode is still available to listen to on Apple Podcasts, so they didn't take it down. I don't understand why they would let... If if that was the offensive episode, I don't know why they would let it remain up. And censor the rest of my shows. But I want to recap a little bit what we talked about yesterday. Because I was running out of time and feeling scatterbrained. And I want to just make sure that this data that I'm presenting to you about, at least the lies that California and mainstream media are telling you about climate change, are succinctly and understandably explained. So an article came out last year, last summer, about how California has to shut down the Edward Hyatt power plant in Lake Oroville in California. And that this was because of climate change, because the lake had had evaporated or I don't know, whatever their explanation is, the level of the lake had gone too low to operate this hydroelectric generator that is underground, yet somehow the level of the lake is meaningful. So I found at oroville.lakesonline.com slash level you can see, going back five years, what the level of the lake is and was through history. So, in... Let's just uncheck these boxes so I'm dealing exclusively with 2021. So, in June, I think it was June... Oh, no, August. My bad. The article was written in August. So in August 2021, the level of this lake was 646 feet. Now, it dropped all the way down to 628, which, as it is explained, is pretty dire. Now, this isn't the depth of the entire lake, which is one thing I was getting 
uh, confusing about. Not confused myself, but I just wasn't. Expl- I I felt that I wasn't explaining it very well yesterday. It, this is the level from sea level, not the actual depth of the lake. But that doesn't really matter. In the winter, the level of the lake is consistently at 640 feet. So this is being presented to you as a dire circumstance in which they have to shut down the elect- the electricity generating Edward Hyatt power plant in the lake because the level gets too low. Even though that is the level during the winter and it seems that there's no problem running that power plant in the winter time, if it's even necessary. Now, this is the, uh, I mean, I wasn't trying to set it up like a cliffhanger, but this is the the cliffhanger-ish uh, aspect of the rest of the story, I suppose. And that is that they brought the Hyatt power plant back online. This is from water.ca.gov, the California Department of Water Resources. Published on January 4th, 2022, this article explains that the Hyatt power plant at Oroville Dam was brought back online in January 4th in the wintertime. Now, inexplicably, in October, the level of the lake jumps significantly. But this didn't happen in 2020 or in 2019. So what that tells me is that they use dams upstream, of which there are several, to let more water into the lake. Now, my intuition tells me that this is a manufactured crisis. They use their power to manipulate real-world circumstances. And then the media sycophants turn around and write articles meant to make you believe a lie. Based on the manufactured crisis. So they let the levels of the lake... And, and were, there, were there power outages? I mean... I don't know. I I can't match it up. I don't I don't live in California. But they let the level of the lake drop so severely and then they claim that it's that this is caused by climate change and now they're being forced to shut down a power plant. Never mind that they've been shutting down natural gas power plants like crazy because, you know, climate change They basically run the lake dry by shutting dams upstream. Then they say, oh, it's from climate change. CNN writes an article about them shutting down a power plant and we're all supposed to soil ourselves and do what? 
turn our air conditioners off. I, I went into all of this yesterday. You can see it clearly if you'd like to go to orville.lakesonline.com. You can see what I'm talking about. In the two previous years, it didn't, you know what? We should, I'm, I'm going to look up the, uh, the average temperature or, or whatever temperature logs from these years too, because they're just, I, I, I have no trust. They're a bunch of liars. How in two years did the level of the lake shift so dramatically? What other things have changed in those two years that could influence this outside of the climate? You see what I'm getting at? World Economic Forum, Biden administration. It's the new world order, people. That's what's going on here. It's freaking scary. I don't want to black pill you on Friday. I want you to be optimistic going into the weekend. But things aren't looking good. We have a Department of Justice that will not enforce the law headed up by a corrupt attorney general Merrick Garland that almost became a Supreme Court justice and behind him we have Joe Biden and who knows who we have behind him it's like we have the Sith operating the government but Joe Biden isn't the evil emperor no Joe Biden is Darth Vader always two there are an apprentice and a master. I think Joe Biden is the apprentice. Maybe the maybe the master is Obama. Maybe it's Hillary Clinton. It seems like the FBI definitely works for Hillary Clinton. They just perp walked Steve Bannon. Popular podcast host and advisor to Donald Trump. In front of the press, down the hall, in uh, full-blown communist style. For a crime that Donald Trump already pardoned him for. And that means nothing. And I was wondering to myself yesterday is, is Donald Trump going to end up in handcuffs before the midterms? I think it's likely. And I would say it's a certainty. If it doesn't happen before the, the midterms, it certainly happens before the 2024 elections. Uh, quickly here. I pulled up the temperature averages ish for Redding, California, which is the closest major city to the hydroelectric dams we've been discussing over the last five years. 
2018, the average temperature was 80. 2019, I mean, this is in September. 2018, September, the temperature is 80. In 2019, it was 82. In 2020, it was 88. 21, also 88. And so far this year, 83. So, do with that info what you will. But that seems pretty comfy. I wish that was my, I mean, that probably will be my average temperature here. But that doesn't strike me as dire. In fact, it strikes me as uh, being pretty standard. And it just reinforces this idea that the media lies and manipulates in coordination with the government to create a certain outcome. And I'm worried about what that might be because it's happening on all fronts. And the, the policies that are coming out of the left are just insane. You can't look at these policies and think, okay, this is what the majority of people want. Even though Gavin Newsom won his potential recall election by, you know, with 62% of the vote, which is big. It's a big vote. It's a big win. If you're going to believe that that's what the people of California wanted, you have to believe that the elections are conducted honestly. And California has universal mail-in voting. California has a blue supermajority. California does nothing. It doesn't, it seems like California does nothing that is in the best interest of its citizens. Crime is out of control. They're in drought conditions most of the time, but when the opportunity to create a desalinization plant on the coast comes along, they shut it down because marine life. And this is the the excuse that they always make for doing things to benefit the citizens. I don't, I don't immediately jump to, well, this is because they're evil and corrupt and they, they want people to die. I think at least on some level for some officials, it's as simple as not wanting to do work. Mm, okay. Yeah. We could approve this desalinization plant, but if we do that, then I'll have to do all this paperwork and there'll be all these permits. And then some people are going to upset, going to get upset and they won't, they won't like me anymore. And to a lot of these people, I think that's the most important thing. I got to get reelected. So if that's the most important thing for a lot of politicians, will they listen to you? Or will they listen to the people that are heavily funding their campaigns? And then 
after they get off the phone with the people that are heavily funding their campaigns, are they going to do the things that the money man says? Or are they going to do what you, the deplorable voter, wants them to do? One of the big stories today is uh, this fast food regulation bill that, that California wants to take action on. This article from the New York Post actually uh, came out August 30th. California lawmakers on Monday approved a nation-leading measure that would give more than a half million fast food workers more power and protections over the objections of restaurant owners who warn it would drive up consumers' costs. The bill will create a new 10-member fast food council with equal numbers of workers, delegates, and employers' representatives, along with two state officials empowered to set minimum standards for wages, hours, and working conditions in California. Now, let me, <coughs> let me guess. These people aren't going to be elected by the voters, are they? A late amendment would cap any minimum wage increase for fast food workers that change with more than 100 restaurants at $22 an hour next year compared to the statewide minimum of $15.50 an hour with cost of living increases thereafter. Quote, we made history today, said Service Employees International Union President Mary Kay Henry, calling it a, quote, watershed moment. This legislation is a huge step forward for workers in California and all across the country, she said, as advocates offered it as a model for other states. Yeah, this is going to be a model for uh, no more summer jobs for high school kids. This will contribute to uh, one of the things that was uh, in the news yesterday. Ridiculous headline, uh, something like, we may need the unemployment level to rise to 7.5% in order to curb inflation. Don't ask me how they connected those dots. The California Senate approved the measure on a 21-12 to 12 vote over bipartisan opposition. Hours later, the Assembly sent it to Governor Gavin Newsom on a final 41-16 to 16 vote, both chambers acting with no votes to spare. Debate split along party lines, with Republicans opposed, although three Democratic senators voted against the measure and several did not vote. Quote, it's innovative. It's bringing industry and workers together at the table, said Democratic Senator Maria Elena Durazzo, who carried the bill in the Senate. She called it a, quote, very, very well-balanced method of addressing both the employers, the franchisees, as well as the workers. Almost every Republican senator spoke in opposition, including Senator Brian Dolly, who also is the Republican nominee for governor in November. Quote, this is a stepping stone to unionize all these workers. At the end of the day, it's going to drive up the cost of the products that they serve. There are no slaves that work for California businesses, period. You can quit any day you want, and you can go get a job someplace else if you don't like your employer. Now, this is where I get a little bit liberal. Because... Using his his rationale here, you have to have an honest media that will tell you and, and hold accountable these big businesses that want to drive wages down 
to increase their profit margins. If you don't have an honest media, you don't you you can't have a free market. And what we have is massive massive. <laughs> you have massive global conglomerates that own all of these media outlets and they won't let the bad stories get out. Jeff Bezos of Amazon owns the Washington Post. Do you think he's going to let negative Amazon stories get out through the Washington Post? No. Amazon needs workers. He can't let the story out that Amazon is a terrible place to work that treats its employees like garbage. Most massive corporations treat their employees like garbage. They want to pay them as little as possible and extract as much labor from them as possible. And if there's nowhere to work that pays better, how, how can you quit and try to go work somewhere else? Hey, thanks for listening. Please share the show. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.